0: Good morning, kids. Um, Okay, so let's begin by reciting our memory verse for 2021 together. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ready? We're going to trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Excellent, okay. So um, kids, Lent. Lent. Lent began on Ash Wednesday, which was February 17th. Now Lent, as you know, it's a time when we, Christians, think about what Jesus did for us, and we search our hearts and we pray about what it means to follow Jesus. That means in the 40 days until Easter, we focus not only on what Jesus taught us and what he did for us, but we focus also on doing the things that he taught us. So do you know uh, when Easter is this year? Okay, let's look at the calendar. This year, Good Friday, is on April 2nd. That means three days after Good Friday is Easter when Jesus is risen. So then this year, Easter falls on April 4th. So do you think we can focus our minds and our hearts on Jesus and do our best to obey his commands? Okay, so give me a show of hands to say yes, amen. Okay, yes, amen. So this morning, I want us to think about what it means to be a church. I want us to think about who does the church belong to? And I want us to ask ourselves, "Hmm, what should the church do? Now, we have to remember that Jesus, he died on the cross for the church. Jesus came to build the church. Now, what does that mean? Now, I guess, first of all, does that mean Jesus started to build a building? No. So then what does it mean that Jesus died for the church? Is the church a building? No. I know we haven't met in our building in almost one year now, but the building we meet in is not the church. The church is the people The church is the people who assemble. It's the assembly, okay? The people who come together and gather to worship. That means all the people who God called to meet together in the name of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that is the church. So that means you, Amelia, you, Josiah, it means you, Miss Lisa, it means you, Caleb. It means Mr. Francis. When we say we believe in Jesus and Jesus is the one we follow, and, and we are Jesus' disciples, and together we meet and we worship, we are the church. The church is the people who have been baptized into the family of God and then are the body of Christ. That means this morning, all of us, because we have gathered together, we have assembled, we are a part of Jesus' church. So, again, it's the people, not like a building or some, some location, okay? That means Jesus' church includes the people of Grace Way, but Jesus's church also includes all those other people who gather in Jesus' name not only in New Jersey, but all over the United States, in California, New Mexico, and all over the world, in Russia, in Indonesia, in India. I know that you have friends who attend other churches. So that means they are part of the church family in Jesus Christ. So can you turn to your mom or your dad? And I want you to say to them, Mom, Dad, we are the members of Jesus' church. And parents, can you please tell your child or your children the same thing? Tell them, we are Christ's church. Now, parents, if you could look into your child's eyes and kids, look into your parents' eyes and tell each Jesus and tell each other, Jesus died for us, his church these things are important to tell each other. Telling each other these things is one of the ways we encourage each other in our faith. Now, when Jesus came to the world, he came to finish God's big plan. God's big plan has always been to save the world, to give it eternal hope and a future, because God so loves the world. You see, God made a covenant We've heard this word many times. A covenant is a promise God makes with people. It's very important to remember that when God made a covenant, anytime God makes a covenant, God chooses to make the covenant with people. Not only because God loves the people with whom God makes the covenant, but because God wants to bless the rest of creation and the world through that person or people. What do I mean by that? Hmm. Well, for instance, let's look at Noah. God made a covenant with Noah because God loved Noah. So God spoke to Noah and revealed God's plan to Noah. Isn't that amazing that God would do that? Noah, yeah, he had to work hard to build a boat and Noah obeyed. So after the flood, God blessed Noah so that Noah's family grew and filled the earth. God made a promise to Noah that God would never flood the earth again. You see, God revealed who God was to Noah. God made a covenant with Noah and all the creation. Another example is Abraham. God made a covenant with Abraham because, yeah, God loved Abraham. Remember, God took Abraham outside one night and, and told Abraham, to look up and try to count the number of stars in the night sky. Of course, Abraham couldn't count all the stars because there were too many stars to count. God told Abraham, just as there are too many stars to count, that's how God was going to bless Abraham with so many descendants. What that what does that mean? That means Abraham's children would have children and those children would have children and those children would have children and would go on and on and on. They would be as numerous, as many as the stars. God told Abraham that through Abraham's children, God was going to bless the world. Now, many, many generations later, as you know, out of Abraham's descendant, Jesus was born why does god do these lovely things wonderful things because god loves the world because god wanted to reveal who god was to the whole world so god chose and blessed abraham's family so that all peoples of the earth would know who god is you see when jesus came god was making a new covenant with people with the people who called on Jesus's name, a new promise was made. You see, again, we have to remember that when God makes a covenant, God not only blesses the people he makes a covenant with, but God uses those people to bless the earth. So this new covenant that Jesus established is with his church. That's us and everyone else who calls Jesus their Lord and savior. God blesses the church to know God, to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so God chooses the church, that's us, to show the world how amazing and loving God is. God chooses and blesses the church so that the church can be a blessing and a witness of God's goodness to the rest of the world. The thing about God's blessing is that when God blesses us, we don't just take those blessings, right? We use those blessings to bless others. God doesn't bless the church so that only we get to experience God all by ourselves. God blesses the church so that we can bless others. That means when we see other people who are in need, we should be the first ones to volunteer to help. If there are people, like for instance, they have no job and some people are having a hard time and they don't have food. The church is the people who rise up to help. If people are like fighting in the world, we can't just look away and say, oh, that's not our problem. We need to stop to see if there's anything we can do to help because God calls us to do that. God blesses the church so that we can bless others. When we bless others, this is a part of our worship to God. This is a part of our service to God. God chose us to be members of Jesus' church, to bless us so that we can shine Jesus' light to the world. So kids, during Lent, do you think we can think of ways that we can be a blessing to others? Do you think we can think of ways to help others and to encourage others to know God, that God is good, so that more people, more people, can worship God and praise God and serve God. Okay. So let's pray. Can we open them, shut them, give your hands a clap? And you know, open them and shut them, and we're going to fold them.